We are Wrestling Elitists. I'm your co-host, Chris Scott Moore, joined as always with Sean Puppy Combs Nash. How's it oh, going, yeah. buddy? Doing great. Doing great. Puppy Combs. Bad boys for life. It blew my mind when I was younger and I found out that his name was Sean Combs, spelled like S-E-A-N. Finally. Yeah. Another one. Yeah. Got a good one on my side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually so uh, I was looking on Pandora because I have Pandora because my wife gets it for like part of her cell phone plan. I was actually looking for that "Come With Me" song from Godzilla. (laughs) I was trying to find it. Come with me. I don't remember that one. Oh, it's awful. It's the uh, (laughs) yeah, just like you have to YouTube it, but it's like the uh, song that he did where it's like a cover of "Cashmere" by Led Zeppelin. Oh, jeez. And then the video is terrible and like you... it's like godzilla's coming and he has like a like a little couplet that's like fuck my enemies fuck my toes damn these hoes <laughs> they stepping on my toes or something it's so terrible oh that's phenomenal. but he's like all serious in his like big moment back then and he's like rocking it out and jimmy page has a wig on playing the guitar i mean it's rough oh jesus yeah recommended viewing Hey, speaking of recommendations, I got a hell of a recommendation for you. Why don't you stop by? Hey, hey. All right, let's go back up and let's go through the housekeeping tree of everything we have to cover. So first of all, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you even remotely enjoy what you're listening to today, for the love of God, please subscribe. For the love of God, please give us a five-star review. Share it with your friends in the internet wrestling community. Help us grow the show organically. You could also help us by following us on Twitter at Wrestling Elitist Podcast. On our Twitter page, you're going to find a link to our link tree. And by God, Sean, you know what's there? New Finally merch. happened. Finally happened. Yes. Yeah. So. I don't know if you knew this, Sean, but for decades, men have searched the earth yearning for a T-shirt that they could wear in public. Decades. It also allows them to have sexual congress, too. So we now (laughs) are Alex Gibson. He's been tinkering in the Wrestling Elitist Boutique, and he came up with a concoction that is a shirt that's second to none. This shirt may not block the pole from the hole. You can wear the new Wrestling Elitist shirt. It's fucking badass. Oh I love God. it. I'm going to be look styling and profiling with my cotton candy tie. You're cotton goes. candy. Yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> so what I'm getting, the cotton candy one. I saw uh, that. I was like, I must get this. That's mine. We unfortunately lost the sports bra, but the tie-dice uh, crew yeah. <laughs> are a major plus. Yeah. Just in time for 420. You know? Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we missed it. Just a little. Just narrowly missed it. Really got the name out there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, along with the new merch, you can also follow us uh, at our website at wrestlingelitist.com. That's where we'll have our latest match reviews, commentary, articles, whatever. Uh, expect a uh, some sort of uh, thing on Forbidden Door when I have a little bit of time. As we all know, I'm the primary uh, caregiver for my son. So I don't have a lot of time these days. But when I do have some time, I'll be able to get that posted because we have a lot of thoughts on that show. But we're going to talk a lot about Forbidden Door today. So if you're new to the show, Sean, give our listeners a little preview of what the hell the show is supposed to be formatted like. Uh, Every week we start with a little bit of news, go into our favorite match moments, at least favorite cringe, and then what we're looking forward to in the coming weeks. A couple extra things. This week, we're going to start with Forbidden Door, just fresh off the heels. Yes. So I guess we can start with, I'll say this was probably one of the best shows they've ever had. 
pay-per-view yeah. wise. Yeah. I, I think this is like undisputed. One of the best AEW shows of all time, if not one of the best pay-per-views, maybe top 10 of all time. I don't think that's like crazy to say that. With the amount it's, of, no. Yeah, and I think it's certainly people's, um, this could it, be people's fav- favorite show of all time. It's the better Forbidden Door, that's for sure. Yes. Um, yeah, that's for certain. Um, and I think the thing that stands out the most, and we're going to skew the format right away, but let's just go into match of the the best match of the week. And this was one of the best matches ever. I think that's fair to say. Like, do you want to start off with? Do you thought? That, did you think this was better than in January, the Wrestle Kingdom? I don't know because of recency yeah. bias. I'm kind of right. like, yeah. I want to go back and watch to to try. Yeah. It, but this, the amount of callbacks it had to that match, even just made it even better with uh, Osprey smacking his head into the. Yeah, the announcer's table like that. Everything about this match was just balls to the wall. Yes. Ugh. So, what stood out for you in the match? Besides, I mean, I mean, you mentioned the one spot, but what else was okay? What made this a great match for you? Nearly everything. The getting the involved on those um, the steel steps was yeah. just sickening. That Tiger Driver ninety one was a ninety one whatever. Just, yeah, I love how people like oh, it's Tiger Driver ninety three sack of shit. Like, okay, <laughs> you don't know anything. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, just nasty. That that seems so scary. But to not even be the the, the full end of it all it was just. No. Um, honestly, loved it. The old, I don't know that I think it's better than the the first match, just because the Don Callis involvement yes. back and forth. Like, the, what the fuck? How can you come back after you throw him out? Yeah. But uh, regardless. Amazing performance by both of them. Yes, I think it's one of the best matches ever. It's certainly the best match in, from Canada. I know that maybe seems like a low bar. That's a real shot like, at Hulk and Rock. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I would say it's the best match and that was from a can- uh, from a Canadian pay-per-view. I mean, that was a, that was a great, great match. I don't yeah. know, again, too, if I would put it up above the Wrestle Kingdom match when I was initially watching it live. I was like, oh, I'm kind of partial to the Wrestle Kingdom one. I'll have to watch it again. I'm more into the athleticism than the spectacle of violence. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where my natural instincts goes to. And I like less sports entertainment. So the Don Callis thing did ultimately take it down from, okay, this is a top five match maybe of all time. But it was still like really, really fucking good. And I would say the ending sequence of this match and just from the the silly spike from there on out that was a run of like wow this is one of the best finishes to a match ever in terms of like unbelievable false finishes that just you thought yeah. that was the ending the one-winged angel that osprey hit with just a one count awesome yeah scene. can you just fuck that yeah just... that was a moment too of like <laughs> holy shit it could have been could have been and then not a thing yeah, yeah. Oh. and it's and it's cool perfect, to see Kenny yeah. Hulk up. Yeah. Like of of all things, but like that is such a wrestling fan thing that like you can't help but get sucked into when oh, the yeah. hero hulks up, it is a fucking the, <laughs> yeah. the hair stick up, everything. Yeah, and I like how it's like because he's a new Japan ish guy, you just go, Oh, fighting spirit. It's hulking up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. Oh gosh. <laughs> um yeah, I love the just the the v triggers in this were also brutal oh. I mean, that the tokyo dome match had some brutal uh v triggers and ospreys whatever the hell that move is um, hidden, blade. hidden blade hidden blade yeah uh, no is that yeah, the... hidden, yeah hidden blade yeah okay uh, uh what's his other finisher i can't remember Us the... cutter the 
flips him from his shoulder. I can't. Oz Acution. Oz Acution. Yes. Oz Oxycontin. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Oxycontin. Yeah. No. Um. But uh, yeah, the the V triggers were violent. Everything just seemed at a slower pace, but not slow where it was boring. It just seemed like everything was intentional. Very much. Um, And the storyline, I thought, and tell me if you think I'm getting this wrong or whatever, but like the thing that I thought of the most was like Will Ospreay having imposter syndrome. And he kind of knows he's not as good as like compared to Kenny Omega. He's just not in the same world yet. And he wants to be and he wants to be there by being violent and being a heel. But even as a heel, he's like not really that convincing and it's not that he's not performing it well he's performing it so well in my mind that it's like oh he he's doesn't believe it too yet oh you mm. know like he like the, the whole thing with the canadian flag thing which is a great spot awesome and they they, yeah. they, and they semaphored that before by his trolling of canada previously yeah. although why but, do you why do you wipe your ass first and then pick your nose, in your and nose. Your face? Yeah. that's just yeah. a weird choice bad bad timing but yeah yeah i wouldn't like the smell of that um well, maybe he just likes the he likes the hooch of his gooch, you know. You never know. <laughs> oh, that's a great. Um, I I could kind of see that. I mean, they, I feel like there's a couple of those like who've gone through the time, like Buddy Matthews, Buddy when Buddy Murphy just seemed like the he saw one Wrestle Kingdom match of Kenny Omega, and that was the style. And then Will Ospreay is just the better version of that. And yeah, in his mind, that could be what he sees. And this took him to a level where he's at least now on. Close to being on par. Yeah. And like the the pre-video package was great of him, like watching the match again and getting like pumped up for it. It was it sort of took me back to when Undertaker was mad that he came almost so close to losing to uh, Triple H that he cut his hair off. It was kind of a weird spin on things, but uh, (laughs) just being obsessed with it and wanting to be Kenny Omega and and, and surpass him. And uh, I think they did a great job with that story and then having to use Don Callis to do it. That part I would be fine if he didn't get ejected and came back. Yeah, like it's it's less of like a storyline. It's it's just more of like AEW's referees just being, or is it cuckled, cooked, cucked? They're a cuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah I and guess they, you could say. You know, and they're just they're just neutered. Or, or maybe that's the better. Sure, word. sure. Neutered. Um, yeah. They have no power. Stripped of their. And he looks stupid for power. not even like saying like, "Hey, what the fuck are you here for?" Yeah, literally, like, just he just like he saw it and just kept on doing anything. It was that same, that part same was guy stupid. who. Well, actually, I don't. Who who refed that match? Was that Paul Rensham? Paul, the Ring of Honor guy. Is it Paul? It's not the it's not the skinny guy who bald headed bald no, he's the he's the shits yeah good god <laughs> oh sorry sorry okay, okay whoever it was I was gonna I thought it was Remsberg or whatever his name is and I was gonna be the same guy who just in an earlier match was kicking ropes to get MJ off off the thing that that's the only thing that really took me out of the match everything else was just almost on par with the the Wrestle Kingdom match or if he left after he gave him the um, the screwdriver because like the ref is pushing him away and yeah. maybe if he just watched the rest of the match from the ramp fine it just didn't need Don Callis or his storyline like- should have been more about Will Ospreay be- making himself believe he was bad enough to be mm-hmm. Kenny have like, him go have him go halfway down the ramp get stopped sure. like, right away have him sneakily hand the screwdriver to one of the trench and, and Dunbar yeah. security guards <laughs> Dunbar um and then do it like that, but it just to, to have him come back, and then that's when the real shit happens. Just 
Not yeah. the best. Not the best, but great match. Very, Phenomenal. very great match. Phenomenal. And I think, too, um, if they put Okada and Danielson there, it probably mm. would have been maybe that would have been the match that was unbelievable fucking crazy, I think. And then maybe the main event would have sucked. Yeah, you you know, so? I yeah. Possibly. I, I wondered because like there was times where I guess I was just like blew my load too early or something. Just hey, the, the spectacle of that match was just <laughs> was, was too good. And then going into that, just a little slower play, play, uh, pace to start. And, but still a great match. But I think this one outshined it. Yeah, I think it outshined it. But in a spectacle, if, if this match didn't, if so let's just pretend that Osprey and Omega wasn't on the show at if all, that was the main mm. event. If it was Okada and Danielson as the main event, no. just that. And it's, that was a great fucking match too. Yeah. Like, oh, I yeah. think that was an unbelievably um, already underrated match mm-hmm. that like, that was the closest to like a five-star match that I've ever seen that maybe wasn't a five-star match. It was just like, not that whatever star ratings mean everything, but to me, it was like so fucking close to being there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, and that's fine. Like whatever it was, it was a, a insanely great match. The crowd was a little bit dead little towards spent. the end of it, but they were yeah. hot in the beginning and they were hot in the right spots. Yeah. It had, it had a weird moment near the end to kind of take you to confuse you with the 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 refs coming or the doctors coming in and the the fake convulsions or whatever, but no, yeah. knowing knowing what you know now, it, it makes I guess slight sense to to give yourself some time. But well, what's funny though is is I watched it again and like his arm was already fucked at that point. Yeah, uh, so it, it happened off the elbow drop. Yeah, <laughs> but I thought it happened later. So uh-huh. when I was watching it back, I was like, oh, his arm's done. And it's like, oh, that's it's so because Danielson has this weird thing of like, let's draw attention to my head injuries and how yeah. scary it is that I'm still wrestling kind of <laughs> <laughs> like he just like he, and, and granted, like I, I think Excalibur, I want to say it was Excalibur did a good job of referencing his injury history to kind of de- deflate the distastefulness of it potentially. Of like, well, he knows that Akata knows he's had these injuries and that it's a target. So it's a way for him to sneak a pin on him or something like that. Like he like he tried to spin a little bit, which I thought was, I don't know, the best way around it. Yeah. Um, one thing about Danielson that I thought was funny, I didn't, and this is like shooting my own credibility in the foot, but I did see one of those like aggregates of like on Twitter where things get quoted out of context. Mm-hmm. And so the thing that I saw that was quoted out of context from Danielson was like talking about the tiger driver 91 and was like, well, did it really add to anything? Was it necessary? And it's like, motherfucker, you wrestled on a broken arm. And like, you're, the, <laughs> you're the worst example of like, <laughs> like this not knowing when to just, okay, we're, we're just going to call the match. <laughs> like, if this is the on. thing we let's, we're going to go early. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. But I think, Years from now, people are going to rediscover this match and find it to be one of the better matches of AEW's history, too, because this was so goddamn good. And Okada doesn't tap out. And they did it in a way that, like, wasn't um, like it wasn't just like, oh, he's in the hold forever. And that's why it's used as him tapping out, like the Shawn Michaels Kurt Angle match from WrestleMania, where Kurt Angle had Shawn and an ankle lock for 50 minutes and it was like okay come on man was like swimming in the ocean fighting the waves yeah. yeah and so this was just he just had him in a good hold and mm-hmm. he worked on his arms earlier in the match and he just had enough and he couldn't get out of it even though his legs were right there he was in that much pain 
it, it, I don't know. I like I love the finish, even though it was deflating, I think, to uh, the fan base. Yeah, no, I thought I thought the finish of it was perfect with just it gives credentials to uh, Danielson to be such a technician in the ring. Yeah, that that's perfect. And let's see those skills up against Zack Sabre Jr. coming soon. Yes. Like if that was the that was if he's healthy for all in. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing to see that in Wembley Stadium. Holy fuck. Yeah. Oh, so, OK, we touched a little bit on some of our topics already. Big, we touched on what our match of the week was and then what our moment of the week was. Yep. Um, let's go into. Well, you kind of touched on it, too. I guess let's go on to the news of the week. You mentioned in the show oh, yeah. notes that that elbow drop was the most lethal move. <laughs> you get Danielson busting his arms, uh, Kojima nearly blowing up CM Punk's balls. Oh, that's just, right. He got just hit and hitting the, the nards. Well, like, what a thing. Uh, yeah. Stay move two two things in one night. Just I forgot. They, all they, were, looking, they were looking stiff, but damn, like that. Yeah. Which one's worse? What what would you rather have happen? I'd rather have my balls get hurt. Yeah, so. you can you can survive that. Hopefully, you yeah. don't get you lose a nuts. That's just well, bones heal. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, balls drain. Balls drain. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh awesome. boy, <laughs> never got hit that bad. Just no, only thankfully. like one time with like a hockey puck in like street hockey. Ooh, I ever got. So I got a couple soccer balls. That's about it. Yeah. It's not fun. Okay. So, um, your news. Yeah. We're going to talk about fight forever. The video game. Now I got ready. I heard you had some questions. Yeah. So I had some general video game questions now for the audience. I'm 37. So I should, I'm not 57, but I'm 57 in that I didn't play video games growing up. My brother and I fucking hated each other. And we both agreed and we both thought this was a good idea. Like if we didn't have video, if we didn't have a Nintendo odds are we wouldn't kill each other. Kind of like how we knew like having a Tommy gun in the house was a bad idea. Like we just thought of the same thing. Like we were just going to fight over it. We're going to sure. get in each other's throats. Sure. And the times that we had played like at friends house, we would go crazy on each other. Contentious already. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? Good idea that we just never have one of these fucking things. Yeah, so, we don't need to put Grand Theft Auto in these kids' hands. Right. <laughs> so, like, for instance, I've never played an Xbox. Not once. Oh, that's crazy. I've, um, I haven't played PlayStation past PlayStation 2. So, like, I, okay, it, there's, wow. like, just so much. Like, <laughs> I, I have the, um, the, I had a 64 at one point. But I was that's, that's big. That's, that's standard issue for sure. Yeah, in, in but I had age. it like way well, after the fact. I had it in like uh, when they were when Nintendo had moved on. So uh, to the anyways, Wii. The point Wii. is, I don't know fucking shit about video games, so I had a yeah, couple yeah. questions about like Fight Forever and just like how this shit works. So I saw on the commercials and all the ads they have for it, they have like the game in boxes. I thought you don't buy games in boxes anymore. Boxes like, um, like a, it shows like, like a, a DVD a box. PlayStation. Yeah. It shows like the CD. Yeah. Like it's like, yeah. Oh, it's on, you can get it on PlayStation. You can still buy those. Oh, you still can. Yeah. The, I think Alex was talking about this weekend. He gave me his Xbox one S that doesn't take discs at everything's Wi-Fi or internet. Okay. Downloads. So that brings, I'm not the, I'm not the best either. Then. So how yeah. does it work then when like, if you, 
because I, I heard in the reviews that it was like, okay, there's Bad. some there's things that aren't complete yet. So how um, do they like add more to the game then? If you like, already bought it or downloaded it. Because it's all like you have to dot like the disc is just like download it and then it's gonna be on your system and you put the disc back in and it, it magically works. I don't I don't get that. Oh, okay. But then every couple days there's an update a software update that registers through oh. your your wi-fi from your your local broadband um dial up so you can still add like levels and late and stuff yeah, like yeah that's that. like okay. how all that like dlc downloadable content um add-on purchases of like dax and, oh. and all them are gonna work and yeah because I, I knew exactly what that was but i thought like, we could just get the like it was almost like a create a wrestler thing. That's what I thought it was. What do you mean? So like when it was like downloadable content, I thought it was yeah. like, okay, when you go to the create a wrestler space, then you could be able to like make your own decks. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, they, okay. they already have it made. You just have to pay extra for it. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know. You gotta ask. You don't know. Buddy. Okay. Well, I'm not as bad as I thought it was. Okay. No, but uh, I would love to see you pick up pick up some sticks and and give it a test. Oh Jesus! Let's go to local GameStop and see if they get it on Tester or something. I yeah. I was gonna say uh, maybe go to Sears and play it. <laughs> Sears. <laughs> so well, I am. R.I.P. Yeah. You can find the last one. Kidnapper Row. <laughs> go there and, like my mom no. would be like terrified to let us like, even, like uh, be around there just like back then it was like there wasn't any protections you just had creepy men that would kidnap you and it was like yeah. you gotta fucking be prepared you gotta be on your shit you gotta be on your game you gotta, you gotta look alive <laughs> the mall is their oyster they're gonna yeah be, let's not like... stop the kidnapping and child you know abduction it was just you gotta be on your a game and not be a dumbass <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Oh boy. Okay, so Fight Forever is coming out, or it came out. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I haven't heard great things about it. Have you? I've heard like good things and bad things. Mm-hmm. Or, like I heard it's like No Mercy, which is cool because that's oh. the one game that I could play. Yeah, yeah. But, I was more of a WCW NWL Revenge. Yeah, guy, but oh, okay, yeah, still great, still great. The same, thing. Yeah. the same diff. Okay, it so looks cool. it looks fun. I yeah. I want to buy it. I have a switch that I might get it for just because I can travel around with that. But I don't know. We'll see. I haven't bought a game in a while. Yeah, I obviously haven't. Clearly, <laughs> the last thing, the last game I ever got was well, it's not the last. Oh, game I wish I could guess. Uh, the last thing you would have had was like the PS2. I didn't have the PS2. I oh, you didn't have it. it. You just played it. I'm oh, just saying wow. I played it. I never, I never owned a PlayStation. Oh wow! So you might have like it must be like N64 or a Game Boy. Do you have a Game Boy? Yeah, it was Game Boy. That was probably the last game I actually bought. I bet. Wow. Or maybe like I, I like GameStop like something at some point. I could have like went to GameStop and got like like a copy of GoldenEye or something. I don't know. Ooh. I mean, that's like, it's very old. It's like, it's probably like 2002, maybe 2003. Would say. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What it's a time. Good, it's a good two decades. Yeah. Wow. So that's how abysmal my video game. You are just so a, if a I new... probably, Yeah. So like if I played the game, I probably would think it's the most technologically advanced thing. Yeah, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, is this a TV show? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everyone's dad passing by. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I've heard mixed reviews. I don't know what to. We'll eventually get a review out. Yeah. We should. I just don't know, like, uh, financially what that's going to do to AEW because that was a big investment for them. So hopefully they, like, make some money on this because it's been delayed forever and ever and for ever. Quite for a it while. to be delayed this long and people going, like, eh. Like, you'd want it to have, like, universal acclaim, I guess, for all the delays it had for and how long it's been built sure, up. Sure, everything should be patched and just ready. But, yeah, there's a lot of games it feels like that happens to now where it just delay, 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 and it's still kind of... Not right. everything you would have hoped it would be. Yeah. Well, Mario 3 is everything I hoped it was. Oh, hell yeah. Good, man. Mm. Okay, well, speaking mm. of things that disappoint us, let's go into Cringe of the Week. <laughs> uh, Jungle Boy was was putrid as a uh, uh, a heel. Bad as a bad as a face, bad, even worse as a heel. Uh, he thought the Canadian wildfire line was going to really, really hit hard, but no one even gave a shit. So just goes to show you, I'm not a fan. Uh, he even like disparaged hook in his belt, but then says, I'm going to take the belt from you. And it just it did nothing to, to sell me on. I want to see it or give it any kind of shine or luster or time. It could get better. I think he needs to focus Pastor. on not doing cheap heat. Yeah. And focus on why the fuck do you guys hate me? What did I do to make you hate me? Mm-hmm. Did I grow up? Like, yeah. Like that's kind of his persona he should do. Like I get like the, like the line about, you know, scrump and Anna J like, okay, well that's yeah. Well, okay. But you gotta call her a bitch. Yeah. 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 That's rude. That's rude. You don't do that. And she seems like a nice girl from the very time nice. you walked by them. Very the, nice. Yeah. They, they, seem, they seem like a lovely couple. They did though. They seems like those two. Wasn't it like those two and Christian? Christian and, and someone else. I thought. Is it a, mask, a maskless Luchasaurus? No. No. Oof. But yeah. That was at WrestleCon or something in the hotel yeah, bar. Last year. Um, Memories. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. But uh, yeah, it needs to be, I would think more so like on why do the fans reject me? Yeah. Or personal. maybe the Hollywood. Elitist. Yeah. Yeah. 2.0. He could still join like a bullet club. You think and then so? he could have yeah. someone talk for him or kind of be in the background or be just like a douche. But yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think there's potential though, but he certainly has to get new gear. And oh yeah, you can't be Peter Pan. No, forever. you can't have the you can't have the Peter Pan um, Rufio boots. Rufio, <laughs> and then he's got to ditch the song, and, and, and he alluded to oh, the yeah. fact that he's going to, which is good. Yeah, did you listen to that song that Alex sent us? No. Oh gosh, Should it was. Have to. Listen to it after this. Okay, I will. Fun. You would love it. Yeah, I think they should do like kind of how the Hollywood Rock had like a slow down version of like his song. They should maybe do that with yeah. Tarzan boy or whatever the hell that song is actually called. I think it is Tarzan boy. Yeah. Yeah. Great lyrics too for that, by the way. Remember when we, that was a game you, uh, yes. you were asking us the lyrics to that song. Damn. Back in our hassle and days. For, for, for days, excuse me. <laughs> um, okay. So let's go into my cringe of the week cringe. and uh, yeah. Tanahashi's body, just shape that he's in. Oof. It's fucking rough. It's tough. Um, yeah. 
MJF did that really shitty, mean-spirited impression of him, but that's kind of who he is, though. Yeah. Like, he is this bow-legged, broken-down guy that Eric Tars and just like he is sort of pathetic. And uh. it'd be one thing if and I'm gonna and, and this is in my Forbidden Door article, but I'll just kind of spoil it here. Listen, like, don't run the ropes then. You know, like he makes it worse for himself. Like he insists on running the ropes. He insists on doing those spots. He doesn't wear tights that fit him anymore. Like he's always poking at his tights. Like he's Ronda Rousey. Like it's just that perpetual fidgeting. And it just, it just highlights you just look old. Um, Yeah. He's definitely old. He's definitely bruised and battered and doing the high fly flow nearly every night and taking it to the ribs like he did in that match. Just, not doing you any favors. No, and MJF did a better job, I think, than Swerve did. I think MJF's naturally yeah. um, more suited to wrestle him than Swerve is. Mm-hmm. Um, just because Swerve is supposed to be more violent and vicious, and it looks silly to have Swerve lose. Um, and like I, I was always someone who made fun of the like the honky tonk man story, where he's like, "If I see y'all job." I'll fucking never talk to y'all again. When he was like talking to like Gallows and Anderson, whatever that story they told of like <laughs> sale, I'll never do do just like bitching about that. Well, it's kind of like I used to always think that that was a carny old wrestler generation thing. But you look at it now and like swerve. It's like, man, why'd you let yourself job? <laughs> why did you let yourself do that? You should have been like, no. I still need to do that match with Keith Lee. Let's do that one instead, and just not do the Tanahashi match. Oh yeah please so uh tanahashi i don't know how he's gonna survive and the g and i guess that kind of goes into my anticipation but the g1 i don't know how he's gonna be able to what the fuck is he in a g1 every year it this is in there a lot this i think is like three i don't know that one one four or five years ago but i think he's been in every one i don't think he's missed one and i think is this being noted as his last one or was it just dreaming that I just don't think no. he's going to have, have the juice to go the whole way, but I, no. there's always someone who is, ends up seeming gets injured or something, but I'm yeah. chalk him up to be at least one. Um, and I think he just needs to portray a different kind of form of his character too. Like sting gets to be sting still because he has a lot of smoke and mirrors and he's not wrestling every week. It's mm-hmm. very rare when he does wrestle and he's in a tag match or he's highly protected by jumping off ladders, garbage match. Yeah. Well, then he does stupid shit like that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like for the most part, Sting is very well protected and you don't very expect much, so. much from Sting because he's not wrestling like he's supposed to be a great worker still. Tanahashi yeah. style is like, I'm still a great worker. And it's like, no, you're fucking not. He needs to get into that yeah, point in his career where it's more a spectacle just to see him out there almost akin to like Jushin Thunder Liger where it's, it's a treat, not just going to happen every single night. Yeah. Or he gets, they do an angle. He has a young boy that he is going to make the next ace and that guy portrays him and then he's done. Yeah. Get shooter Umino out of the Blackpool combat club. You guys got the same, same tights. They look the same. Just keep going. That hair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're looking forward to the G1. What about the G1 excites you this year, whether it's brackets, formats, whatever the hell? Like, like what are you looking for? Um, brackets, um, I think they're going to be better now in, what, the second year where they're starting to do the four blocks. And I think 
hopefully the scheduling just kind of works to a more advantageous way for them. Um, but I'm really hoping good things for Eddie Kingston. That mm-hmm. he's, he seems a perfect one for um, AEW to go over there and take the time off because some other people can't. But although we're running Moxley in his story right now, maybe that's a way to, to get Eddie Kingston off TV for a while, have a match with Mox. But good things, hopefully, for Eddie Kingston in the, the G1. Going into my anticipation, it's blood and guts. Now, Ooh. I don't know from a scheduling standpoint, is, is Eddie going to miss blood and guts now? Um, let's, when was that? It's in Boston, right? Yeah. Let's look on the fly. I think that's the 19th. This is, uh, Kingston may not be a part of the match as he will face off against evil in the G1 climax tournament. That's right. Okay. So, so what do you do? Well, obviously you want to have that marquee match with evil. Yeah, um, you can't. You can't miss that. <laughs> can't miss that. Uh, so maybe this is when Kota Bushi comes in. Yeah, I don't, maybe that's when you do pull that card. I don't know. Um, but Are I will we, say, Eddie Kingston has done an amazing job in his insertion into this feud. Like he oh, was yeah. the star of the show on the the ten man tag. I mean, him for and, sure, uh, Takashita really stood out the most. And then Eddie stood out last night just by looking at Claudio. The whole time. Yeah. Claudio just never taking his eyes off him and Eddie just being incest. Just think great. I can't mad by that. I can't wait for them just to do something, something by themselves against each other. That's, that's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. I'm excited for blood and guts, but I'm also excited for this feud to end. So you can do different things finally and kind of not break them up, but have, you know, you have the Mox and Kingston match maybe at all in. Yeah. Because um, he'll he'll also miss uh, Kingston Grand Slam then correct if he's going to be in the G one. I think that uh, it'll be done by middle of August, won't it be? Is that when? Yeah. I can't remember when that is either. All in but... is August twenty seventh. I want to say. Oh, okay. so it should be done by then, unless I don't think it goes that long, does it? I'm going to see if I can find a schedule. August thirteenth, uh, it ends. Okay, all right. So he'll be back for all in. Yeah. Um, no rest for the weary, though. Hopefully, he doesn't get too banged up in it. But my God. Yeah, that's the last thing you need is to come back from a G one and then face John Moxley. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I'm excited for the G one too. I'm excited for Blood and Guts. There's a lot of stuff coming on the periphery, and I think we're in like the still in the mix of a the lot heat of heat of summer. Back. Yeah. Money in the Bank is this weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about this. I'm not typically into wwe shows but this, this one is always good. one of my favorite kind of pay-per-view yeah. ideas or at least the match in general but it doesn't need to be a whole pay-per-view but love the concept of the, the money in the bank yeah if you do it right um and you execute it right it's one of the most fun it's just like the rumble if you do it the right way it is a lot of fun and it's very engaging to watch and it's something mm-hmm. to bring in fans that aren't fans anymore or just people who are friends that don't really understand what the hell we're doing with ourselves watching this uh, it's a good thing to throw on and say, like, well, this is why I like it. Do you have an idea of who's in the the, the match and who, who might win? Oh, um, I think Rick, LA Knight's in there. And then... Ricochet, Shinsuke, uh, Santos Escobar, Butch, formerly known as Pete Dunn, and Damian Priest. Oh, and Logan Paul. Yeah, so I'm guessing it's Logan Paul, but... I could totally see it being... People are really into LA Knight. Like, I see that online now. 
Yeah, so. he yeah the way he talks he uh, invokes uh, an old time yeah. '90s wrestler, I guess. He's a bit Mr. Kennedy for me. Yeah, yeah. I know. I think I Alex has said that before, but I don't think that's like off base. Um, yeah. What about a, a women's? Do you have a, a women's? Care less. This is going to be. Awful. It's. It seems like a lot of uh, just feuds going into it. That's Bailey, Eo Sky, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, and Selena Vega. Becky is the most awkward ladder climber, too. Like, she's like, the way she climbs the ladder is like how Cody did that, like, why I ought to, like, the, march. The, the Popeye. Yeah, it's just like, she does kind of climb the ladder really That's funny. Just be on the watch out for that. You're just like, like, yeah. She's a she's an awkward gal. Yeah, um, the, great wrestler. All, all in all, it's a total package. But just kind of walking around is oddly a thing that you would never think is someone's like. They do sing things so gracefully sometimes that even like the simplest things just yes they can fuck it up and it looks weird. Yeah, but uh, the the have the championship match and the intercontinental championship match look good with Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins and Gunther. I always forget he's Gunther and Riddle. Yeah, that, Gunther and Riddle could be good if they give them time and let them have a real match, and like Riddle gets his, gets to be what he used to be. Oh yeah, like my God, that could be really, really, really great. They had quite a few matches, I think, uh, against each other in progress, and I can only yeah. imagine that was just more called match. Imagine they wrestled and evolved too, right? Like that would um. I wonder. Walter would he would come from time to time to evolve. I remember we saw him once and evolve. I don't know how yeah. how often, but but yeah, that could be a that could be a really good show stealer. And then a match that I think like won't be a five star classic, but will just be a classic heat environment. Will be Cody and um, Dom Dom Mysterio. Yeah, yeah, that'll be be interesting to see. I'm I'm wondering if we now get uh, Brandy involvement in that if we're gonna have him and Rhea Ripley. Oh God! On the on the sideline. If that happens, just watch how quickly the, the I want to see Rock face Roman as opposed to Cody. Oh, hundred percent. Like that, like that thought is going to percolate in the WWE fan brain. <laughs> like that is going to just be in their consciousness. Um, speaking of them and getting into a little bit of tribalism too, a little off Uh-oh. topic, but like I love how this show was such a great show forbidden door everyone was so happy that was the talk of wrestling twitter yeah just had so many mouth breathers who were like so fucking happy to see like the collision rating being shit it's like it just shit on this like Uh, you know just like i don't like it i don't get it or like just that that pride of like yeah we won like no you it's it's mind-blowing yeah just people how weird people are on the internet You should want both companies to do as best as possible. That's yeah, the best what's the, thing. What's the problem with having two great wrestling promotions? Yeah. The idea that like, oh yeah, let's make sure the boys and girls can have the most competitive offers and they both shows have to put on the best product as possible. Yeah. And they have to keep their talent motivated and happy to be there to not jump to the other company. That's a win, 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 win. And these idiots just can't handle that. No. I don't want to no. see it happen. This is fucking mind blowing. No. Okay. Anyways, rant over. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. So we talked about almost everything. Is there anything that's on your mind, Sean, in terms of other uh, stuff happening in the wrestling world? I do have um, a question for you, though. 
Oh, we wrap up. Um, well, give me your question and let me think if there's anything else. I mean, other than like Ishii and I don't, did we talk about it on the pod or was it earlier before we got on? Ishii and Moxley was just a phenomenal match that That gets passed up on what was other, like a subpar dynamite after Forbidden Door, but that was very glad Ishii had to stick around. That was, yeah, and like crazy that he got the pinfall. Yeah. In the, in the 10 man tag, like he usually is the guy that's like the, Whatever, I'll lose. Like, he, yeah, he good. can eat the pen. He's fine. Yeah, he, he's not got a. He doesn't have a belt and probably won't. But yeah, I like the yeah. fact that he got to win the match. That was cool. And and, and you mentioned um, Takeshita really shining in that match too. Yes. That that sequence that they had of just like, uh, all right, come on, young boy, let's go. And he, he fucking, he fucking gave it to him. Out. That was perfect. Great, and that great was selling. A, that was a great sell because he doesn't always do that for everyone. Yeah, yeah he no. does not. That was a that was a gift. No. Like it, it, he makes a point where it takes a lot to get him down, and he let him fucking wallop him. Yeah, yeah. And then the next <laughs> night, they fucking did the like Shibata Okada headbutts, uh, him and Moxley. That was just like, God damn, did we not learn anything? But no, he's got to bleed hard way, man. Doesn't want to yeah. use the blade. So he did he have were those stitches that Moxley had, or was that just tape? Or I couldn't really I, tell. I don't know. It just seemed too anymore. early. He's almost like he's in the Sandman territory where it's like sure. permanently Neosporin above his eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't even have fucking skin probably anymore. Ugh. But Gross. Uh, Poor Renee. cool match though. Yeah. I love, I love that. I thought that was a really um, like a, you know, this has been a great year of wrestling. It's been one of the best years um, in ring, I think in a long time. And this Definitely. is going to be one of those matches that gets forgotten at the end of the year. That was really, really good. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so speaking of really good matches, what was your favorite oh. Money in the Bank moment with that coming up? What was your besides the Punk and Cena oh, the, the Punk and Cena match? Like, let's erase that. But like, any favorite Money in the Bank memory? Mm. That's tough. I don't. I obviously have the the memory of a uh, eighty year old smoker, but um, there was one where. I think it was Roman was the champion and then he had a match with Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins won happy, happy and excited. And then the piece of shit got, got his justice. John, uh, well, Dean Ambrose at that time cashed in the money in the bank that he won earlier. Like perfect moment with like all three members of the shield who just had such a great story after Seth Rollins broke that, that comes to mind, but I really got a racket for like all the, the previous ones. Even like the ones at WrestleMania were great. Was it WrestleMania? Where, yeah, they used to do where, money in the bank at WrestleMania. Punk won and then Yep. Punk won twice. Yep. And cashed in and won and then lost it straight away to The Undertaker. Yeah. Poor guy. Poor guy. Really? A lot of injustice. What I about like you? Daniel Bryan, I can say it right, because that, that was his character when he won in two thousand one. Or two thousand eleven, two thousand one. Two thousand eleven. Um because it was like, this guy's never going to get that push. They're never going to let him win. So it was cool to see him get that moment. Um, my favorite cash-in, though, is still Edge. I love Edge's Not, first cash-in. That was so cool. Yeah, that was great. He just, like, handed... Did he hand it over to Vince? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was great. The The Seth Rollins cash-in at WrestleMania. Oh, that one's awesome. That was just such awesome. a huge moment. And, like, yeah. never, never would have expected this to happen. And no boom save the day nearly and that was one of the rare times too when because 
I think Vince's booking style is okay. How do we get out of this? As opposed to how do we like follow through and give the best match? That was a perfect out for the situation of not wanting to have Roman lose and Brock lose and everyone needs to look strong. And you had a genuine shocking moment. So yeah, I think that's probably maybe the best cash and actually no Raj will take that one over. Mm. But, okay. Cool. Swung, yeah. So we will be back next week. Alex will join us. Of course. Yeah. Where's we'll be- Alex? Yeah. What the fuck? I didn't make a joke for where he's at. I had yeah. no, any, um, any things. I don't know. I had nothing. Mm. He's playing. He's, he's doing a date with his family. Yeah. It sounds it's, lovely. Yeah, it's actually not anything I can make fun of. <laughs> I can't think of anything bad. I was like, oh, it sounds like it's going to be fun. <laughs> Top Call's always good. Yeah. Okay, well, that's it for this episode. Again, if you even remotely liked what you heard, for the love of God, share it via your friends in wrestling uh, Twitter. Send it on messages to each other. Hell, give it to uh, anyone you don't like just to percolate it, circulate yeah. it. What yeah. the fuck am I saying? This is a terrible outro, but the thing you have to remember is that we're at Wrestling Elitist Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. You can go to our website at WrestlingElitist.com for all of our latest match reviews and commentary, and you can go to our link tree where you can get one tie-dyed Bill Walton-ass Wrestling Elitist shirt ooh, ooh. that we'll be sporting soon, and I'll be looking dope in my cotton candy gear, baby. Boom, dope. Be looking dope, literally. <laughs> So, with that in mind, Rick Rude, take us away. Hit the music!